hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. <laughs> My name is Caitlin. And I'm John. And we're just two giggly buddies with recording equipment. <laughs> We just, we just have a lot of opinions about one very specific show. I know. I know. And then we got this recording equipment, and it was a whole thing. Yeah. Did we want to do reviews? Okay, guys. So we got some <laughs> reviews um, that we were excited to read. And I am blind, so John is trying to move the laptop closer to me. But the first one, um, and forgive us if we've already read this one, but I don't think we did, and I don't want to leave Addie J14 out. Um, it's a five-star review. It just says, yes, this is one of the funniest podcasts I've listened to about Riverdale. Thank you, Addie. Not all the reviews are as nice. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see it already. Okay. We'll get there. Uh, we have a five-star review from David underscore awesome sunglasses emoji says amazing in all caps. Love the way the review, the episodes and the Rios. R-I-O-S. I don't. Maybe it means riots. Oh, and the riots. Right, the Riverdale yes, riots, the riots, of right. course. We almost forgot about them. All right. Is this, uh, oh, Fascist Barbie and Ava Perone, which is a reference to the episode from last week, I think. Um, it's from Maguire. Maguire. Hmm. Figure it out. It's great. This podcast is entertaining beyond belief, witty banter, puns, impressions, and honest and compelling commentary about story and plot, and not afraid to call out this guilty pleasure slash genuinely good teen drama. Great chemistry between the hosts, and I quote the iconic jokes that are created in each recap, Polly, Irish <laughs> nuns, Archie the Sexy Lamp. My favorite oh. recap, show out there, hashtag justice for Ethel, hashtag Riverdale, sh- Riverdale strong, hashtag sharpen your pitchforks. Oh, God. And then we have a one-star review from Heather Ivy that just says why. Oh, is it long? It's long. Okay. (laughs) This is my favorite one, honestly. Okay, I respect that you guys take the time out of your lives to record these episodes. Thank you. With that being said, why? Why do you do this? You don't even watch the show. And if you do, perhaps consider a rewatch before recording each week. You continuously get characters' names wrong, miss huge plot points, and seem genuinely confused with the themes and arcs on a teen drama. I tried to give this podcast a chance, and I've actually listened to all of the episodes up till now, but it's becoming painful and frustrating, so for those who are going to continue to listen, please try to actually pay attention from here on out. I love this one. It's so crazy that after all of these episodes... Someone has finally realized that we're not watching the show. <laughs> we watched the trailer and we just guessed. We just guessed. And you know what? Honestly, like, I'm impressed with how close we've gotten. I, it's it's uncanny. I know. Uh, yeah. Lughead, Lughead uh, <laughs> Smith is a great character for us. <laughs> I love Getty. She's my favorite. Yeah. Um, Heather, honestly... And I just want to say that we are, we do welcome, in all seriousness, we welcome criticism. You're entitled to your opinion, obviously. Uh, let's see, what's the next one we got? There's still two more. The next one, which is also wrong, but it is a five-star review. Just kidding. Um, I genuinely love listening to this podcast. Even if I don't like an episode, I'm always looking forward to what you two have to say. 
You're never afraid to talk about how bizarre the show can be. Thank you for being so refreshing. Keep up the amazing work. P.S. Never stop the Betty impressions. They never fail to make me laugh and smile. Thank you, Shaky Shakers. That's very sweet. And then we got a four-star review from Sarah Girl. Awesome After Show podcast. I look forward to this podcast every week. As no one I know watches this show. Really? Aww. That's straight up why we do it. Yeah. <laughs> Love the theories and all the knowledge you two have about TV movies in general. Keep the episodes coming. Thank you. That's so sweet. Lovely. Thank you. And guys, please feel free to criticize us on iTunes. We were just we were just laughing. I feel bad. I don't want to be that person who like reads the comments and then like lashes out. Right. We don't we don't read the reviews out loud just so we can talk back to right. We want we want to engage with criticism exactly. Um, but Heather Ivy, if you are listening, if you want to have a talk, we're on on Twitter, and uh, we're very approachable. And we are approachable, yeah. And it seems like you have things to say. And thank you for listening. And yeah, and uh, we will take your once our review, and we will be better. Yeah. We will be better because of it. Thank you. So anyway, chapter 24, The Wrestler. Neither of us watched this episode, but here's our best <laughs> guess. Okay. Um, no, we, we actually, um, yeah, we watched the trailer a couple of times. And, and honestly, I think that it, it would have been accurate. But um, So The Wrestler is based on a 2008 film by Darren Aronofsky. I am actually not reading the Wikipedia page for this because this is one of my favorite movies. There we go. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it when I was in high school and being like, oh my god, I'm going to study film in college. Um, so, I don't know what voice that was, but it's basically Mickey Rourke plays, um, I think it's Randy the Ram. He's like a professional wrestler who's fallen on hard times and now basically does these like underground, dangerous, I think illegal um, wrestling matches. And he's told that his heart is going to give out if he continues to wrestle which and the wrestling also includes like literally like stapling dollar bills to like his chest. It's like a very <clears throat> dramatic thing. That is not at all what happens in Riverdale, um, but it's close. So I remember this was like Mickey Rourke's kind of comeback at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, I thought he did a really great job in that, but I don't think he got nominated for. No, he. I think he did get I nominated think he got a for best actor. But I don't think the movie got. I think best he picture. turned around after that and did like Iron Man too. So good for him. Yeah, I don't know what he's up to now. I was gonna say, what is he doing now, though? Did he do an Expendables movie? Was yes, he in one of those? That sounds right. But everybody was in that movie. I was in that movie. So I loved your role in that uh, thank movie. You. Actually, thank you. Did you. great work as a strong man from an '80s action movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet uh, he was in that movie. This episode of Riverdale was written by Britta London, who also wrote last week's episode and Chapter Ten. She is to both blame those, for the webcam thing. Both of those. <laughs> wait, hold on. Both of those episodes, she had a writing partner on. This is her first solo writing credit on the show. Oh, congrats! Yeah. That's awesome. Which is interesting, seeing how the writing is kind of done a little bit differently from this episode as to last episode. You never really get to compare this this close together. Uh, it's also directed by Greg Araki, who is a uh, famously queer director. Uh, he's done movies like Kaboom, Nowhere, Totally Fucked Up. He's also done two episodes of 13 Reasons Why. <gasps> I love 13 Reasons Why. He did tape four, side A, and tape four, side B. You know what? I have to say, one 
a thing that annoys me about 13 Reasons Why, and this is stupid, is the way they title the chapters, <laughs> the way they title the tapes. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because tapes are, you know, side A, side B. Yeah. But the thing that, um, that when I was like, I, it's confusing to me because there's 13 and there's six tapes and then there's a seventh tape and then it's confusing. I yeah, but then Clay records on the last side. Right, and I don't know why. I just wish there were 13 individual tapes. We didn't think about sides, and yeah. But honestly, I really like Thirteen Reasons <clears throat> Why, so I have no other complaints. <laughs> I was, I'm glad I watched Thirteen Reasons Why. Like people were kind of, there was a lot of divisive talk about it, but I liked it. Um, yeah, I, was I, I have real issues with it, and I'm yeah. happy they're doing more of it. Uh, this director, by the way, is also doing the first two episodes of season two of Thirteen Reasons Why. <gasps> Very cool. Yeah, I that show took a book that I was actually not a huge fan of growing up and really I thought made something special. And I know I understand all the criticism and I've digested like all the criticism or whatever, but um yeah, that was my, that's my feels. I'm that. wondering how they're going to do season 2 and how they're going to cuz they still have the girl playing Hannah Baker in the show. So I have like theories. How much was she up to in those last months? I don't think it's going to be about her. No, but, like, do you think it's going to be, like, flashbacks, or is it going to be, like, she's a ghost that Clay sees? Because he kept getting hit on the head so much. Oh, my God, imagine. That's so funny. Um, I think, actually, from what I've read, that it's going to be about... Um, less about Clay and Hannah's interactions, and it's not going to be through Clay's point of view or Hannah's point of view, oh. which is really, like, the only ways... Clay was my favorite part. I, well, Clay's still going to be in it, but I don't think it's going to be as much about Clay's story with Hannah, if that makes sense. Hmm. So, anyway, into this episode of Riverdale, where would you like to start? Hmm. Well, should we just get into, like, the meat of the A-plot, which is the... Hiram and Archie thing. Oh, like Archie courting Hiram Mm because he's in love with him? Yeah. Uh, Sure, yeah. Um, Archie plays basketball during the winters, as I predicted. Yeah. I didn't Uh, know basketball was a winter sport, but it's fine. Which which is why he missed an important uh, meeting at his house with uh, with the lodges, with Mary McCoy, with the sheriff there. Can we talk <laughs> about the spread that that Fred put out? No, what did, why wasn't paying attention? What did he put out? He just put out cookies, and I was like, oh my god! If I went to a meeting and then there were cookies like that, I would it's be like, so happy. Oh yeah, it was like shortbread cookies. Yeah, or like, were they crackers? Were they like those like thicker? In my mind, they were cookies, <laughs> and I'm gonna just let it be that because okay. they might be crackers. In which case, if there was cheese, which I don't remember there being, cool. If it was just crackers, then Fred's a terrible host. But but anyway, Fred is great, is the conclusion. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but uh, Archie is, like, telling all this to Agent Adams, who, by the way, at the end of the episode, when he's calling Archie, it says A. Adams on the phone, and now I'm convinced his first name is Agent. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I actually do love the lines of... Uh, uh, Adam's, like, learning of this meeting, saying, why weren't you part of this? And Archie's like, I was playing basketball. <laughs> also, he's 16, and why would he be a part of it? I know Veronica's there. Mm-hmm. So he, like, wants to get in good graces of Hiram, mostly for the FBI angle, and uh, Veronica tells him that Hiram was on the wrestling team in high school, that Archie's kind of like, oh, you know, I was... Uh, Thinking of 
not doing basketball this year. Just a lie. Uh, it's a it's a months long commitment for just to uh, just to get in close with Hiram. That's true, and also Kevin definitely feels like Archie is stealing his thunder at this point. <clears throat> oh, I love Kevin's thing in this when he when he he's so pins bad. Archie twice, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, it felt so good. You should have been there." Because I, I don't think. I don't think Kevin likes Archie. I know Kevin does not like Jughead, or Jughead does not like Kevin, but I don't think Kevin really likes Archie either. He's fine with Archie. Yeah. I don't think Kevin gets the respect he deserves. Oh. I mean, God, he... Seeing him in the wrestling outfit, I was like, oh, he's... Again, I'm reminded that he's, like, way bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, he's, like... I mean, not huge. He's, like, buff. That being said, I don't know what's going on with these wrestling outfits, but (laughs) that whole team... Looks like they walked out of an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. Yeah, no, uh, it's a, it's a quite a looking team, a looking team. Why are quite wrestling team. uniforms like dipping low over the chest? I think that's real, though. And I, 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 I believe that's real. I'm I, asking why. I actually think I have a reason, though I am literally just guessing because I think that they want to discourage people from um, being able to tug at clothing or get caught on clothing. But the the like the straps going over the shoulder are perfect to tug on. If it were more of like an Under Armour thing that like went all the way up. To yeah, your, I see what you're saying. Like a crew cut kind of thing, but that's without only, sleeves. That's the only thing I can think of other than tradition. <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. I do also like the Chuck Claytons on the team. Yeah, can we have either more Chuck Clayton or none Chuck Clayton? Because I think we need to make a decision. So the actor playing Chuck Clayton is also now on Black Lightning. Oh. And he is... Busy? Adorable on the show. He's like a nice guy. Uh, Thank you. He's great. Thank you for telling me that because he seems like he could be such an adorable, nice guy that I would like love. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But then he's like a weird rapist-y kind of guy. Black Lightning is, like, super good. Yeah. It's way different than all the other superhero shows on the CW. To be honest, I thought it looked a little cheesy when I saw the trailer. That's fair. Yeah. But... That was a presentation pilot. They turned it to the trailer. It was okay. But um, he's recurring on that, and obviously he's recurring here in Riverdale, mm-hmm. so I feel like right now it might be a race to see whichever one will, like, pick when him up I'll... for a regular. I think that's a like, interesting thing about the CW, so... Uh, I was watching, I loved the new 90210 that had like five seasons on the CW. It had five seasons? It had a lot of seasons. I think it had at least, yeah, it had five. And it was like surprised to be canceled after five. (laughs) I loved it. It was shocked. It was shocked. Um, But but they had, I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, like so many of these characters, like not the main characters, but like kind of like the recurring ones ended up on other CW shows. Hmm. Like so many of them. And I'm like, oh yeah. So they must have kind of. They um, do like to share some of the same people. Yeah. And they can only, I think, pull from like two studios. So I also feel like that's probably part of it. Like maybe the studios have like people that they like working with or deals with people. Well, that's. No, that's old Hollywood. No, but you still can do that. Like, I mean, not the studio system way, but like, oh, we already have a good relationship with like so. It's definitely there will be people who they know, who they know can bring it to different roles. Uh, there's this yeah. one blonde girl who um, was in both The Hundred and I Zombie, and it was like, blonde oh, that's girl. cool because she's like this like fun FBI agent in the I Zombie. Uh, Dale yes. uh, Bazio. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and then she's in the hundred as like a post-apocalyptic uh, like native, and you haven't seen the hundred, have you? No, but I want to. It's super good. Yeah, I heard it's super good. Christmas inheritance. Girl. Christmas and in- yes. Yes. Christmas inheritance is better than the Christmas Prince. I heard it. That that makes it not as fun. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> Riverdale. Riverdale? Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy that the wrestling coach, like, announces Hiram's presence as uh, this guy was, like, really great when he was on the team one time, so everyone applaud. <laughs> because all I'm doing is sitting there is thinking, this guy was in jail months ago. So, like, <laughs> what? Okay, so what happened to everybody in the very first episode of Riverdale? Veronica comes in. I haven't seen it, but in the very first episode of Riverdale. You haven't seen Riverdale? No. Veronica. You would love it. <laughs> Veronica comes in and says, and Kevin says, is it true about your dad? And she says that he's the devil incarnate. And then she says, I stand by my father. Yes. So I feel like that somewhat implies, I mean, Kevin didn't say it, but I feel like that kind of implies that. Everyone hates him. And that everyone hates him and is yes. pissed. But what you're forgetting is, this is Riverdale. So that was... <laughs> Not not just last episode. That was a season ago, so it's completely irrelevant to anything <laughs> happening right now. Okay. Because they just start from scratch every single episode. Okay. They reboot the system. Honestly, maybe that would be he, a good twist. He has not lived up to the promise of being the devil incarnate, but he is the best thing about this episode. Hiram Lodge. Yeah, I'm a little bored by the Hiram plotline. Really? Not that I hate it. I'm a little, like... I don't... I don't care so much about financial, like... Oh, no, no. That angle, no. That's not what I liked about this episode. You like that he was just blatantly threatening Archie? Yes, I love that. Who he seemed to like. It's unclear. I I think this plot should have happened earlier in the season. Yeah. Because they specifically jump back to in the previously on to like episode three from the season when he's like hey stop spending time with my daughter alone right so this would have been a great story to do in episode four or five and you wouldn't have even needed an fbi agent to convince archie to do it he could have just (laughs) been like you're my girlfriend's father i want you to like me kind of thing well i also felt like very team hiram when he was like Please don't spend time with my daughter alone in her room. I mean, they are 16. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, but remember, hi, this is the same guy who earlier in the season was like, yeah, kid, you should start a Red Circle gang mm-hmm. and fight back against the South Side. Like, he was pro-Archie for a bit, and then this episode pretends like he never was. I know. It's a little weird. He's, like, walking by Archie and doing, like, the shoulder hit thing, which is very juvenile. Yeah. I would love to do that to someone. Have you never done that to someone? I've never been that aggressive. Mm. It's fair. I want to. I would you gotta like pick your battles, because if you do someone who's, like, much bigger than you, you just end up not pushing them anywhere, right, and, and you just hurt your own shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. And you look really dumb. I really, I've always had this, like, dream of, like, starting, like, a fake, like, very um, well-orchestrated, like, bar fight with someone, where, like... Like the glasses are that I pull off the bar and I smash over their head are like actually fake, but it makes everybody really nervous. <laughs> but it's actually wow. just an immersive theater experience. I'll have to uh, plan something like that for your birthday. Sometime. Thank you, that'd be so great. <laughs> but I shouldn't know, and then I should think it's like happening. Yeah, you think it's really happening. <laughs> You're crying That's and freaking great. out afterwards. But like, got you. Oh <laughs> and then we bring out the cake. Thank you. That's such a good idea. <laughs> You've like six months to plan it. There you go. 
I love the Hiram and Archie plot because I think it has two just amazing scenes in it. Okay, which ones? Well, the first one is like right after Kevin pinned Archie a bunch of times during practice, and Hiram basically walks in like, "Hey, I'm not nervous about you spending time alone mm-hmm. with my daughter anymore because you a little bitch." Yes, I love that. That was <laughs> first of all great on great on Hiram's part, but as he's like basically putting down Archie. Look at KJ Appa's face, because he's playing as Archie and be like, okay, I'm going to kiss his daughter right now just to piss him <laughs> off. Like, he, like you see him think of it, and then, and then Veronica supports him, and then he does that, and just, I, and then Mark Consuelos' face is just like, I'm going to murder you, and it's just so good. I do have to say, I think it was really weird for Veronica to talk about how sexy she thought Archie was. Super weird. But remember, Veronica's also the girl who went downstairs in uh, in Claire <laughs> Keller's house and was just like, hey, oh damn, you buff. All right, I'll just stay down here for a while. <laughs> but to be fair, at least that wasn't her own dad. I don't know. Yeah. Veronica has some... Boundary issues? Boundary issues, issues maybe, yeah. 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 And then... But that scene is followed up by my other favorite scene where Hiram pins Archie and is like, you gotta demoralize and dominate your your opponent, and then just like whispers and he's like, I always win. I I love that scene. Yeah, it's a lot of aggression, for sure. So thing I wanna also mention for this episode, I don't think there have ever been tighter shirts than in this episode <laughs> of Riverdale. Who's whose shirt are we specifically referring to? Um, Hiram's when he's when he's pinning Archie, and yes. Archie's when he's wearing it under the uh, the uniform, like the oh, wrestling uniform. It yeah. like well, you need a tight shirt in that case. I guess you do, so we don't yes. see how how pale his like oh his like that's... he at the end of the episode when he's like actually like in the full uniform, he looks like he was carved from marble <laughs> in an ancient Greek. Uh, like, and are we convinced that he wasn't? <laughs> no. I mean... KJ Hoppe might be a New Zealander brought to life uh, through ancient magics from an old past. statue. Yes. But Hiram, like, beats up Archie, puts him down, and then after that, Archie's like, this isn't even about the FBI anymore. I just want him to respect me. Like, he, like he, he falls for Hiram a little bit. Yeah. There. I don't really understand why Archie needs his FBI plot to do anything. I, he doesn't. That's my main takeaway from the FBI plot, is Maybe that it's not, not it's not a good catalyst for any of his drama right now, and we could have done something better. We could have had Archie being the sole person thinking, I think the Black Hood was a different guy, and like still looking into that while everyone else tries to move on. Right. And that might be interesting, although, you know, if they played on that too long, it would get, like, boring after a while. I guess, because I think at a certain point they really did want to bury the Black Hood story, which I liked. We didn't follow up on that cliffhanger from last week in this episode where Archie's like, I think he might still be alive. There's no mention of it at all in this week's episode. What if the the dude is the Black Hood, though? What if Agent Adams is the Uh, Black Hood? He very well could be. It seems likely, right? Then he would have just followed up the conversation with, nah. Nah, you got (laughs) him. Definitely not. You got him, kid. (laughs) You should be really proud of that. <laughs> uh, Archie has a really great line reading when he like straight, he lies to the doorman to get up into the lodge house. Goes to Hiram, basically just says, like a teenager, why don't you like me? Aww, and then he's like, your dad slept with my <laughs> wife. Right. And Which 
fair? He never he never actually like went after Fred for that. No. It's weird, right? Um no, didn't he with the uh kind of with that construction project? Or no, that wasn't him. What happened? This is a plot point that I actually don't remember. Uh, from last season? Yeah. The, he did send the um, Montreal thugs. Right, right. The, yes. The Montreal and, thugs to beat up Moose. Yeah. But then Fred just hired the serpents. Right, but I don't think he predicted that. No. So I guess he tried. I guess, but like now he's bought out the company from Fred. Maybe that's actually... Honestly, I think that... Yeah, but he's not like giving Fred shit work or anything. He's just like... Okay, Fred, buddy, let's do this thing. Yeah, but I kind of feel like that's maybe part of the long game. I'm hoping there's a big heel turn at one point where it's like, of course I'm not your friend. You slept with my wife. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, scarred. He, like, lets go of Fred's hands and Fred drops into the stampede of wildebeests. Yes, that does seem like a thing (laughs) that they're going to have on the show. The very special African (laughs) safari episode. I also enjoy the moment of Archie and Hiram doing their morning run, and, like, it starts turning into a race. <laughs> but I also like how quickly they cut away from that, because, like, as soon as Hiram pulls ahead, you know exactly what they're going to do. And they could made that, like, a two-minute-long sequence of them, like, running against yeah. each other, but instead they're like, you get the point. It doesn't matter who wins. They go for egg whites, spinach, and mushrooms Which, at Pops. I'm pretty sure Kata Appa, that is what he eats. That's but, his usual meal. But Archie is like, God, what the hell is in front of me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what is this? I always think this is a weird thing on shows, but when people receive meals at like a restaurant mm-hmm. and look surprised by that. <laughs> because you think they ordered it. Because I'm like, you ordered it or somebody ordered it for you. Yeah. I imagine. Unless there's this thing where it's like, get my usual which is possible. Maybe, and this seems likely, Archie did not know what egg whites looked like <laughs> until the moment they were plopped down in front of him. And then he was like, They're white I don't eggs. know what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> They're white eggs. <laughs> Where do you find these white eggs? No, Archie, you take out the... Aww. Yeah. What do you think about Veronica this episode? Because I am liking her less and less as it goes on. I mean, Veronica barely has any story this episode she's i i love the moment of her voice coming on of the meeting and the camera like showing her at the end of the table feel like her dad would have picked the end of the table not her but um then mayor mccoy doesn't like her then she steals the uh, then josie like has been told something and breaks up with veronica as as friends and then veronica has veronica and the pussycats happen yeah. She's just kind of around. She doesn't really have a, a story. Do you feel like she, her loyalty to her parents, though, is, like, detrimental to her friendship with everybody? Because I definitely do. I have a theory. Okay. Uh, which is mostly, like, she doesn't know actually know what her parents are doing. Uh, but the mayor does. She doesn't know what her parents are doing, but she claims to know it. So what does she think they're doing? Exactly. I think she thinks they're just building affordable housing in Sodale, but, like... There's something sinister. That's the thing that I don't understand. Like, I wish we found out what they told her in the meeting. Because Uh, if they were like, we're building housing in Sodale and we're going to become really rich because of it, why would Veronica... why, Why would that be kept a secret? I think they want Veronica's thing to be much more important and soon, like at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. But right now, no one is invested in this story. Uh, in the audience. I don't know anyone who's like, 
tell me more about the financial transactions that Hiram <laughs> is going through to purchase more and more of the town. And I'm worried because he's bought like three or four different locations at this point, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it's all building towards. And I'm not as interested in that as I am with, is Archie going to break up with Veronica for Betty? And I think he's going to do that. And that's when Hiram's going to get really dangerous. I don't think that he's going to break up with her for Betty. You think he's going to break up with her for Betty? Yeah. But him and Betty really haven't had a thing. Exactly. But they have that one kiss and that'll be Mm. enough for him. (laughs) Yeah. It will. Uh, This episode wasn't great with Veronica, but I do like that Veronica steals the pussycats and then the the, uh, protest happens and then there's pictures of her and she has to be the one who was singing when this happened. And Meyer McCoy was right by pulling Josie out of that. What a crazy song choice, not knowing the serpents were going to show up. What is, what's the song? I, I don't so. know the song, but the chorus is like in the den of the snake or something. Kept oh. saying things like that. Um, at least that's what I thought it sounded like. Not great. And then I was like, oh, and then the serpents happen. Do you want to talk about the serpents yeah, and Jughead? Yeah, let's, let's talk about Jughead's <laughs> nonsensical plot line. So Jughead finds out that... The town was built when some guy named Pickett and Colonel Barnabas B. Blossom ordered the um, the Ukatena uh, natives like cleared out of this land, so they like yeah. murdered everyone. That's fucking horrible, absolutely horrible. This yeah. also happens literally all the time, or not happens all the time. It has like pretty much like everything that we have as like America was taken by the Native American from the Native Americans. Yep. So, like, Jughead, like, wake the fuck up. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy that Jughead is, like, so shocked and surprised by this. I know. Don't get me wrong. It is it's terrible. It's bad. And it's I'm, so bad. And it's something we need, we do, we should talk about. But and it's almost surprising to me that Jughead, like, wasn't... Jughead, who seems so cynical as is, is always surprised by the dark history of Riverdale. And I don't... Because he's the dark one in the group. Right. So, but instead of being like, oh my God, like, of course this happened. Riverdale's not as bright and shiny as everybody thinks. He's like, yeah. in my Riverdale? Like, what? <laughs> Racism? Right, I know. Here? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh. Did you, did you ever watch Happy Endings? I love Happy Endings. Do you remember how Dave found out he's like 114th Navajo. Yes. And started being like, my people were persecuted. <laughs> yes. That's what Jughead reminds me of this entire episode. He's like, yes, my people, the Yucatana, oh my God. were persecuted and we, we, we formed the serpents. And you're like, Jughead, you are so white. Exactly. It's like, is he like literally, he, he is co-opting this tragedy for himself, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy that Tony calls him out on it. Oh my God. That's a great moment too. Yes. Is her, is her just be like, dude, this article, are you, are you kidding me? Right. Right. Cause it's not saying let's brush it under the rug or let's like ignore that this happened, which is important because I think even though this plot came out of nowhere, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like this is a thing that probably would have happened in a small town in Vermont or whatever mystery state that they're in. Oh, it's everywhere. It's a, it's a quantum state. Is, right. is that Riverdale is in. It's in it's in all places at the same time. And like this That's is, why they wanted the land. Cuz it made it made amazing. maple delivery so easy cuz you could be in every state. That is And it's probably some parts of Canada. Oh, it is in Canada as <laughs> yeah. well. It's confusing, but yes. But um that's kind of why I like this episode because it did kind of igno- it acknowledged that it acknowledged that there was, like, a real kind of grounded tragedy of Riverdale as opposed to kind of, like, 
there was this murder that happened that you didn't ever hear about. Um, like, I feel like this would have been kept quiet and, like, not recorded in the history books and stuff. But I still think that, like, it would have been whispered about. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it is interesting that Riverdale was literally founded on the suffering of the South Side Serpents. It is. But yes. I but to this day I still don't fully understand the differences between the north and south side of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Or what the serpents are even about anymore. So there are It seems gang? like the whole gang was formed as a means of uh, protecting and, and, and providing for this marginalized group. And right. they took another marginalized people over time. But then there's all it's all self defense. So if you don't mess with them, you're fine. So why are they dangerous? Why are they dealing drugs? Why do they need to do that? Well, I think that the dealing drugs thing makes sense because it's not like they're dealing hard drugs or they weren't at least dealing like hard drugs. They were dealing like weed and stuff. And I think that, you know, it's like that might just be a way to make money and survive. And if they're not really respected, they don't have the... Maybe the jobs in the community. Also, Riverdale has, like, four businesses where they can get jobs. So. They could all work at the bar. They could do a catering service. Sure. for I mean, they do have a lot of events. They so Apparently, they can work security. They're too good for security. I don't think that was a good move on Fred's part. No, I was part. like, that's so offensive. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you do we that? We think you're going to be a problem, so we're going to hire you to protect everyone. I mean... Sure, they might need the money, but... No, it's a, it's a weird way to go about it. It, it feels very insensitive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, no problem. We're going to hire them as security, so they won't, be a, they, they won't be an issue. They won't be offended by that. They'll just... It's fine. It'll be fine. Uh, one thing I find interesting is that Cheryl actually sides with Jughead, even mm-hmm. like after it calls out her great-great-grandpappy. Which led me to, to like, a very strange thought passing through my mind, which is, like, I kind of want to see Cheryl and Jug- Jughead together. I don't. You don't think that would be interesting? Tony and Cheryl no, would be interesting. No, Cheryl as, like, the high-class rich girl, and then Jughead as, like, the from, the from the streets kid. And, like, they're both a little bit crazy and dark. And I don't know. I think, like, like when, Cheryl, when Cheryl's playing, like, the... I didn't know wounded and, and, and deeper than you expected rich girl. I think mm-hmm. it works when she's playing like, I'm a psychopathic stalker. Of course not. I don't know. I don't think that her and Jughead would make sense because I don't think that you can actually grasp who Cheryl is going to be from like <laughs> right. day to day. That's why she can't date anyone. No, she really needs help. She yeah. <laughs> Is there no therapist in this town? No, Someone not. get this town some self-help. They don't need an FBI agent. They need a therapist. Mm. Just one. Just just one therapist. Yeah, but then they'll probably like, start dating the therapist. And this might sound crazy, but like a guidance counselor? In yeah, it's school? weird that they don't really have Where do they haven't uh, introduced one? We, we have not expanded on the, on the school staff at all. No, but I don't need them to like live in Riverdale High School forever. You know, I think the town is more interested in the, the show school. definitely isn't interested in spending too much time in, in the high school. They would rather yeah. go out. Um, and, oh, the storyline ends with them fighting the statue of Pickett decapitated the next day, which I... Yeah, I mean, that was cool. There's no two ways around this. Simpsons did it, guys. Simpsons did it first. Yeah, oh, there's the an Simpsons? early episode where, like, the Founder Town statue is, uh, is, is the head's... 
Ke- Kevin and Bart has it. To be fair, they have like 29 seasons of The Simpsons. I know, so this is not everything. Yeah. But like this one, I was specifically thinking, huh, I've seen this one before. Well, should we talk about <clears throat> why, what the protest is? That it's... It's like a, because they're turning the, the Native American land into... Actually, I'm not sure. So the protest is essentially, I think it's at the what, Founders Day event. Mm-hmm. And Pickens and slash or General Blossom... Blossom paid Pickens to just kill everyone. Or was it the other way around? I, I think they're just protesting the fact that they're celebrating this mass murder. Right, exactly. With signs and stuff. <clears throat> Um, and Jughead co-opting somebody else's history yeah. or his own vendetta against the North Side. My question is, didn't Jughead live on the North Side? We don't. That's the problem. We don't know where the line is, so we don't know where the uh, what is it? The trailer park falls. Well, he went to school with Archie his yeah. entire life. Yeah, so I guess so. But then, like, now he identifies the South Side through and through. Which is confusing. Also, they're all back to normal clothes this week, so what the hell even was that at the end of last week's episode with the uniforms? Don't know. Don't know. He, yeah, he's not wearing the jacket in school. He's, he's not wearing the jacket anywhere, I think, this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. When he's protesting, he's definitely wearing the jacket. Once again, I think Jughead is just full of it, and we do not like this direction that he's going in as a character. I think he's that, becoming kind of insufferable. Yeah, yeah, he's like my favorite. Last like he, year. like he, like last year he was a guy who knew about all the injustices of the world and was just right. like, "Yep, the world's a dark place." And this year he's like, or this season he's like discovering all these things. He's like, "Well, that's wrong. We should do something about that." That ancient thing that's been going on for hundreds of years. We should change that now. Why hasn't anyone thought of this before? Everybody else has. <laughs> yeah. I, and I just, I just don't know what to do, do with that. Um, so apparently, speaking of ancient things, Cheryl's family has been involved in everything forever. They are literally everything wrong, wrong with this town. Yeah. So I read a very interesting article about how it's possible Penelope Blossom and um, and Clifford Blossom are related because of the way she talks about the Blossom family, as though it's like... Is she, is she born a Blossom? No, she had to marry into the name, which means when she's trying to... When she's gonna sleep with Hal Cooper, they're not related, right? Unless she's related to Cliff. Mm. But it does feel that way. It does feel that way. It feels like they're siblings. Like, what is her maiden name? Blossom. Blossom is her maiden name. Uh, it's more incest. I don't really understand why she's going from, like, being what she considers high class to, like... Because they haven't had a story for her all season? Yeah. When they did... In the first episode, it was very clear it was Cheryl controls me now. Like, that could have been a great, like, she's recovering from a burn for a long time story. Right. Could have been a whole thing. Getting tortured by her teenage daughter or something. Like, good Instead, night, Instead, my God, she healed from those injuries so fast. Yeah, honestly, That's her skin looks flawless. a medical miracle. I know, proud Considering of it's been a matter of three months since yeah. that happened. That's impossible. But... 
She looks great. She's looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think she's going to... She is going to sleep with Hal Cooper probably, Yeah, right? 100% that's happening. Is he or gonna, it won't. Or we'll just move on. Is he going to... Is he going to pay her? Uh, I guess. Oh, Alice won't take that well. Probably not. No. I wouldn't. I'm not really taking it well now. Let's... Let's talk about the Coopers. Yes. Good segue. So, um, Chick. Chick. Oh, Chick. Okay. Well, at least he told Betty that he snuck into her room. Yeah. He somehow is like, I watched you sleep because I didn't understand why you you would do a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Not really a good explanation. Then he's like, was he going to wake her up and ask? <laughs> I, what, I, what I do online, it, like, helps me escape. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you um, you become someone else. Which, no, I I like that element of it, actually. Yeah, that's an because interesting thing. from what I saw in the trailer for next week, that actually might completely salvage the Dark Betty thing from season one. Is she going to wear, like, a wig she's gonna She's going to wear, yeah. like, the wig and outfit. And instead of it being, like, her channeling her sister, it's just... Are channeling these dark, sexy thoughts in her head, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. I kind of wish that Betty told us more of a, de- a definition of what she thinks dark Betty is. Yeah. Well, is it just her, like, explaining we her... Ex- we don't know. If it's her explaining her sexuality, that's not really dark. That's just, like, you're a teenager. Yeah. Well, and here's like, the thing that annoys me, because then Chick follows that up by convincing Betty that... Pimping herself out mm-hmm. online will help her escape the darkness. Seems and she's like, show real. me. No, wait, you say it. Wait, I don't, I don't hold on. No, Can you show is. me? Can you show me? Yeah. Is that good? Is this that okay? This is, is good. My friend Tanya said that she thinks that the Betty impression just sounds a lot like my real voice. <laughs> she, she thinks that we sound similar. I don't think we actually do. I don't think so. You but have different cadences. Thank you. Speaking. Thank you. Chick, I don't understand what you do on the webcam, but I really want to find out. Betty, use your imagination. <laughs> uh, here, say one of her worst lines from the episode. It's, I have scars too, crescent moons on my palms. I have scars too, crescent moons on my palms. I just, I didn't like that line. Really? He's like, yeah. I've been through some stuff. I have scars. Yeah, I have I, scars too. I also had kind of an issue with that. I'm not saying that Betty hasn't had plenty of problems in her life, but I think that chicks had it rougher somehow. <laughs> like, it, like for her to be like, yeah, me too. I also have scars. And then he's like, from digging your nails in? She's like, yeah. Yeah. How did you know? How did you know? No, self-mutilation is a very serious thing. Yeah. Not making fun of that in any way, but um, I thought that was that was a weird way for them to connect. Yeah. I've got my main issue with this whole storyline is that it's not given the space it actually needs. For example, the scene where uh, Kevin calls Betty to tell him that Chick is, quote, a video juggalo, a web boy, a cyber trick, end quote. In the background, Alice is showing Chick, like, these family photos and an Uh, album. That would have been a scene I would have loved to see. Is how does Chick fit into the family? Well, he's actually... Instead of just doing an episode where Alice is like, don't question him. I love him. He's here. He's my (laughs) son. I love him. He's not Hal's son. You don't think so? Well... Because Hal's being, being a giant tool? 
One, Hal's being a giant I mean, tool. to be fair, when Hal comes in saying, uh, I went through your computer and I, and I saw what you do online, he's 100% in the right. When he's earlier at one of every, all of their meals are awkward family meals now. <laughs> when, he's, when he's like, you're just filling the black hole that my daughter left behind. It's like, okay, dude, chill. Yeah, so I think that, there's a, but there's another line that Hal and Alice say. He says something like, he's not Polly, and Alice, you know why. Or he says something like that. Oh. And I think that... Yeah, that, maybe he's not her. I don't think... I don't know if for sure he's not Hal's son, but I think Hal is not convinced that he is. Mm. And I think that he could be Jughead's brother. I think it's possible. I hate that I think it's possible. I just don't care. I don't care who Chick's real father is, because I still don't know Chick. Well, I feel like I know a lot about Chick. Chick, Do we? Chick is a Chick is a webcam. Chick boy. has only I also want to point out that spoken to other members of the Cooper family so far. They are not being and very yet- fair to webcam boys. I just have to say in this show that they make it seem like like natural evil prostitution or no, like even if it was like they make it seem like evil, which it's like Clearly, the kid has had to make money some way. I'm not saying it's a choice that I would make, but they really do make it seem like it's, like, the most evil thing. As opposed to, like, just maybe being like, hey, chick, like, you do this thing. I want to know if, like, this is something that you're comfortable with. Here's all the reasons why it might be kind of a problem in the future. Anyway, just thought we'd talk. Bye, chick. You know, like how if Degrassi were to do this storyline. Sure. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Instead... Uh, Betty just gives Chick a new laptop and webcam. Right. So Betty's actually... She's being supportive. She's being supportive. (laughs) And Uh, then he's like, why did you get me a new laptop? And she's like, I actually just found it. (laughs) Oh, no. But she has the best line reading of the night. Okay. He asks why she came back for him. And she says, "Um, you're my brother. Yes. And the way Lily Reinhardt delivers it is that line encapsulates just everything. It's like, you're my brother. Aww. And then she has to go into, like, the rest of the line, but that moment on its own is kind of... I, I think it's just fantastic. She's a part. great actress. She is very good. Yeah. She might be... I don't know if she's the strongest in the cast, but she's up there. That's a good... Who's the strongest in the cast? Of the kids. Of the kid, I think she probably it's probably is. her actually, yeah. Yeah, I think it's because like if Cole Sprouse isn't engaged in the material, he does not <laughs> try that much. Yeah, I, I think Cole Sprouse does a really good job at like when I watch Cole Sprouse, I don't think he's Cole Sprouse. I think he's Jughead. That's a good point. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's really hard for any teen, not teen actor, but like any um, person who kind of grew up with a lot of. Or who's on a show but has, like, a lot of history behind them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we all watched him on Disney Channel and on Friends. I think yeah. it was him and not Dylan, but... It was just him yeah. and Friends. Yeah. Yeah, and he was Cody in The Sweet Life. You're right. We've seen... We know him. Right. And yet he, you still... You see this character. You don't see him. I think it would be really hard um, to do this. If he, if he didn't, if he wasn't a strong actor. Mm-hmm. If it was just some sort of weird stunt casting. It definitely isn't, because, like, no. No, one el- no one else in the teens is a name. 
Right, exactly. Although it worked. It got me to be like, oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. It was a good move. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, Did we miss anything? Well, I feel like that's the thing I actually want to bring up here is that we're not doing scene by scene anymore. So, like, on occasion, like, we may miss, like, moments of the show. There are times when I don't have time to take notes, and then we're kind of operating off of memory, which is never as strong. Yeah, but uh, we felt like last season we were doing the scene by scene, and uh, it was fun, but sometimes, you know, depending on the episode, it could be tedious. Yeah, and it could be a little awkward. We want to talk about something, and then... We have to move on. Yeah, we'd have to push it back to when it happens. Exactly. So I think this way is working better, but if you guys feel differently, sound off in the Twitters here. <laughs> uh, oh, one thing I want to mention is that uh, Kevin Keller has a gossip column mm-hmm. in, on the, in the school paper, and an, and an official Instagram like attributed to the character they advertised for during the commercial break. But then it got, it's, it was deleted. It's called the Kevin's Wonder, and I... Just subscribe, like, just start following it today. Oh, I, like, tried to click on it, and then it went away. That's no, weird. It's, it's real, but now it's, like, my whole Instagram feed. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, other things, like, Coopers have a lot of food for breakfast, like, every day. That seems kind of crazy. I always think that's so crazy. I mean, I never make myself, like, a huge spread in the morning like that. Uh, there's a picture of young Mark Consuelos in a wrestling uniform that's so kind of funny. amazing. So funny. And Archie called Kevin a legend. So legend. Like, that's out there now. You're legend. That's, that's for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Channing Tatum and who is the other one? Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Or legends. Or The Rock. Chan- Channing Tatum's a legend to KJ Appa. I'm obsessed. So um, what do we, how do we want to do superlatives? Okay, so prom queen I think is Betty. I guess just for giving. Uh, I kind of want to give it to Cheryl this week. Okay. Because like she heard a bad thing about her family, and for once was like, "Yeah, they probably did this thing. I'm not supporting them anymore." Yeah, that was smart. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Chaperone. Alice. Sheriff Keller. He goes to his son's tryout. Aww. And he claps for his boy. Actually, a. Scary amount of people went to the tryouts uh, for the final day. Yeah, they that was filled scared. up the stands. I would be very intimidated if I was. I wouldn't want to auditioning yeah. for wrestling because, like, I'm not even on the team. Right. Exactly. Fine. Yeah, I um, want to give it to him. And for homecoming or prom king, Kevin, Kevin yeah. Keller, Kevin, because like he was he's trying just to help helping people out. Yeah, he could have been. And he, like he's a little bit giddy because he got to pin Archie, and like he won for once. <laughs> I'm sure that they're all kind of the same relative size in real life. Yeah, Chuck doesn't seem like he's that bigger that was funny. weight class-wise than I Archie. I was like, I would have, if you had to But I'm glad me, they fought. I'm glad that was the matchup instead of Archie against some rando. Yeah, that was cool. But or if even you, a serpent. I think that if you were to... I don't know. I always thought that Archie was bigger than Chuck. Mm. Or like something. No, Chuck's taller. bigger, definitely bigger than him. Yeah, I don't know. Still, I enjoyed that. Rumor mill? Okay, um, I mean, the FBI agent, it has to be shady, right? I just cannot bring myself to, to care, to care I, at this point. I don't know if he's a black hood, but I think he's, he's not he, an Maybe FBI he's agent. real, maybe he's not. I think he's real. You think he's, then, then there's other problems. What's going to happen when people find out that Betty is doing webcam stuff? Um, 
it'll be important for one episode, and then she'll quit, and then they'll, like, give it lip service later on, and then it won't really be a thing. I... I hope that they understand what people do on the other side of the webcam. Unlikely, because their caricature of those people is Chick Cooper right now. Right. Who's the creepiest person alive. (laughs) Also, why are people pretending he's hot? He's just like this giant head on a really skinny body. That's not true. I think he's good looking, but his his uh, head is so big. (laughs) It's not nice. His, um, His attitude and presence makes him... Not somebody I want to be around on the show. He looks like Bart Simpson. It's not <laughs> He's nice. He's got the stick-up blonde hair. If you put him in, he, like uh, SNL did that joke, actually. The kid looks like Bart Simpson. He's, um, he has, like, uh, if you were to look on his Instagram and, like, look at other things from him that were not on this show, I think you'd be like, oh, he's an attractive man. He's got evil eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's cute. But that's fine. But I also, like, am into the scary, like terrifying man kind of situation, I guess. Really? Your boyfriend is, like, the jolliest person I know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just always jolly. happy to be here. He is. Today, he spilled and <laughs> tell, tell the world about it. <laughs> I, uh, I came into the house and he was here and, and, well, we uh, and Stella starts jumping up and down with joy and then Ian next to Stella starts jumping up and down with joy to see me and then he spills his coffee on the floor <laughs> then to spend the next, like, Five minutes cleaning that up, or keeping Stella away from it because she shouldn't be. Dogs can't have coffee, or chocolate, or chocolate. <laughs> this has been uh, dog dog facts with John and Caitlin. Yes, well then. Tune in next week about that too. Yeah, my one thing I want to say is that uh, Hiram Lodge totally took the head off that statue. Yeah, to you pun- can even yeah. see the moment he thinks of it, which is one of the best moments of the episode is when he's just sitting at the desk. And Jughead calls, and he's like, hey, I'm writing this article about the mass murder that happened, and Hiram just hangs up with him, and then he's just thinking for a hot second. He's like, I could decapitate a statue. He's like, I could decapitate a statue and and, and blame it on them, and really solve a lot of my problems right there. And he's like, and I think I'm going to do it. You know what? I'm going to do that. How would you go about decapitating? I'm going to hire some guys from Montreal. Right. I'm going to bring them down. Have them do it. Take the head back to Canada. How would you just... How would you do that? A saw? I I would assume, yes, you would need a saw of some kind that can cut through metal. Yikes. That's not easy. No, it's not. I don't think it was metal, though. I think it was, like, stone. Ah, Well, that's easier. Is it, though? Stone is easier to cut through than metal. It's got to be. I guess. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Stone is easier than metal. I don't know. Maybe they got two guys on the other side. They have that one that they pass back and forth. That always and it just fun. took a while. Dangerous but fun. <laughs> but like, you got a friend. You got mm-hmm. a friend. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also just I'm really curious as what the lodges like have on Mayor McCoy to like force her into their pocket. It seems like they are in control well, of her in some way. They said that they're gonna give a large donation to her like reelection campaign. Yeah, but like who else? Is there's got mayor? there has to be something we don't know going on. I wanted like mayoral race to be. I know Fred. back half of the season. I wanted Black Hood could have killed Mayor McCoy and like things would have been thrown. We would have had a great Josie plot. And yeah, I don't. I have to stop talking about things that I wish. Riverdale would do and like engage with what it is doing. Right, that's probably a good idea because <laughs> they're like. <laughs> This episode, I thought, was actually pretty solid. I really liked the Archie story in this episode. Yeah, Archie is less of a sexy lamp this time. Yeah, I wish that story had happened earlier, so this episode could have done more with 
Betty's plot. Yeah, I'm curious about this dark Betty thing. I'm interested. And I don't. I'm uncomfortable, but I'm interested. And I'm. I want Jughead to be better. Yeah, Jughead, please just like apologize to Betty. You can be friends with the Southside Servants, and you can also hang out with Archie and Veronica. And you Betty. don't. You don't have to choose. There is a good moment when um, he's like gonna go hang out with Tony, and Betty's like, "Oh, you're spending Aww. time with Tony." Fuck you. Fuck you, you little dick. But, like, Tony doesn't seem interested in him, so I don't... There's not Tony really much drama there. Tony is in love with there. Cheryl. God. Okay, I can't, I can't do this lines. podcast with you if you're going to just make up stuff. You'll see. It, do you even watch the episode? I don't watch the episode. We don't watch it. I really like the idea of Cheryl and Tony getting together. Especially now that we know... Think about it. Cheryl getting with Tony, even though her grandfather basically helped, like destroy Tony's people. Cheryl and Jughead. Cheryl and Jughead. So weird. That's that's the Cheryl relationship. Hop on that bandwagon, everyone. Yeah, you talk about making making stuff up, that's fine. That's so, fine. Where's all my uh Chughead fans? Chughead. That's his name, isn't it? Chughead. Chughead. Chughead? Yeah. Um yeah, I don't think there's uh, much left to talk about with Riverdale. I think I think that's it. Yeah. Well, what are you excited about this week? Well, the Phantom Thread, obviously. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. We both saw Phantom Thread. <laughs> it should we, have been titled Girl, He Ain't Worth It. <laughs> we both fell asleep. <laughs> it was four of us, and three of us didn't like the movie, and one of us, <laughs> Jacob, was like... Oh, hey, Jacob. It was great. And Here's like, all the reasons why. We're like, yeah, but like... What about the part where he just sucks? Yeah, the whole time he was terrible. We also saw a really weird cartoon before the movie. Oh, yeah, there's a classic Looney Tunes cartoon where uh, Pepe Le Pew falls in love with this cat with uh, with paint smeared on her yeah, to look he like a skunk. a skunk. And uh, he ends up kidnapping her and chaining her to him and forcing her to love him. After, like, being very weird the After whole time. Clearly sending him nonverbal cues that she's not interested. Yeah, and only because she's a cat. And apparently cats don't talk in this universe, though skunks. Yeah, where is the line drawn? I don't know, but it was very weird. It was not a very Me Too-friendly cartoon, let's just say No, and it says a lot about Hollywood. Yeah, it does. So anyway... You know what? I guess I'm excited for The Death Cure, the final Maze Runner movie. I like cool. me some Dylan's O'Brien. Dylan's uh, O'Brien. And um, I I love the Maze Runner. Scorch Trials were... Did not see that? Not as great. Okay. Uh, but uh, Boy was injured making this one, so yeah. like, I kind of want to see how they uh, they wrap it all up. Can we talk about how American Assassin Dylan O'Brien is like unrecognizable? <laughs> well, he's like, A, huge I in know. that movie. As big as he can be he's- with like the scruffy beard. He doesn't look good with a beard. Oh, I disagree. I think I'm all in. But he looks like a different person. I had a rough time with that because that movie kind of forced him to underplay his natural charisma. Like, he's in the the opening, he's, like, all Dylan O'Brien and great and cute. And then after that, he's, like, all serious and intense. Mm -hmm. And that's not making best use of your O'Brien. Right. You know what I He should be allowed to quip a little bit. I like, um, I think him and Britt Robertson are, like, dating. 
Are they really? Well, that's nice. Yeah. That's a good couple. Isn't that nice? I like her. Watch me be like, no, that wasn't the person. I'm pretty sure they're the ones who were dating. Do you want to Google it to make sure you're saying something correct? I don't have my phone, but you have a computer. (laughs) One day ago, a website posted, Dylan O'Brien is still going strong with Britt Robertson despite rumors. Ooh. Well, I'm going to lean into those later. (laughs) But, um, yeah. No, they're cute together, and I think it's cute. Um, What am I looking forward to? I, so... I did go to a screening for this movie, but I cannot I cannot say much about it, but I want to say it again. Every day is amazing. Like, I thought it was so beautiful. I thought it was just, like, really well done. I thought it brought up, like, really interesting points about, like, identity and, like, what we owe each other. And it's just, like, really... It's a YA movie that I think is so creative. It's basically about a girl who falls in love with this spirit it's like a spirit who every day jumps into a new body oh i have heard of this one yeah Yeah, but not like empty shells of a body like right but they're always in the same general area it's never the same body twice right yeah i saw the trailer for this i was like oh that's actually interesting so like imagine like if you're at a high school like the spirit is it ages um but it like around it jumps into the body of people like around its age so like if you're in high school and the spirit is 16 like he'll probably pick other people in the high school you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah but if like you went on a field trip to new york or something like an overnight yeah then then it might pick somebody random in the city so it's interesting it's like an interesting concept but there's like a love story um and i just got the book i would like to read the book but it's it also it doesn't matter gender it doesn't matter right race or body type and it's kind of an interesting idea because it's like it's this, this one pers- girl like going out with all these different shapes but it's the same person right underneath. exactly and I thought that was like a really interesting way to tell a love story and also there's no there's no like Robert Pattinson who's playing this love interest you know what I mean there's no yeah. like one there's person no name. There's no name, and you're not like, oh, I really, like, love, like, these two together because it's, like, the, the attraction or, like, whatever, the chemistry between these two actors, which yeah. I think a lot of people get into when, like, you have a Twilight situation or, like, whatever. But here, it's, like, 20 different teen actors who all seem to have, like, the same level of chemistry with this this other actress. Yeah. And it works so She's well. She's the girl from um, uh, The Nice Guys. Yes. Which I haven't seen, but you told me this. She's also in Spider-Man Homecoming, but, like, a little bit, barely. It's just a really nice movie. I just really, like, like it and recommend it. And I can't really say too much else about it, because it's coming out soon, but... When does it come out? I think it comes out February. Yeah. Tight. Yeah, but the book, I just got the book, so I'm excited to read the book. Yeah. Great. Um, Caitlin, where can they find you? You can find me at Riley Tweets on Twitter. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. And you can follow my dog, Stella, at Stella the Mystery Pup on Instagram. Stella just yawned, and it was really sweet. She's a really good dog. Uh, I wish you'd gotten that picture. You could put it on uh, Stella the Mystery Pup I know I could have. I could have, but I didn't. I'm sorry, Stella. She loves John. It's adorable. It's kind of scary. Apparently, she freaks out way more for me than for other people. It's true. I don't know why. 
John, where do you went to this? Or where can they find you? <laughs> we already did that. You, uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Padden. Uh, you can find me on my blog, Catch Room the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. I owe an update there. Uh, I also recently recorded an episode on our friend's podcast, Two of a Kind, where I talked about Cheaper by the Dozen and, get this, Riverdale. Shout out um, to Stacy and Crystal. Oh, and I also should mention that um, I just recorded an episode of Gossip Guys with oh. um, with Andy from Gossip Guys and our friend Monica. Really? Monica's yeah. in it? Monica's in it, yeah. Oh, that's great. She's great. She's great. And uh, we talk about the episode It Girl Interrupted because it's Gossip Girl. Yeah. But anyway, it's really fun. I think that's out now. Cool. Yeah. Uh, next week on Riverdale... Betty does the striptease thing for the for the camera, it looks like. She's got the wig on and all that stuff. I'm really excited. Uh, there probably won't be as many uh, hot boys in tight clothing. But you know what? <laughs> That's okay, I guess. I don't know. I guess we'll have to make do. We'll make do. We'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. So yeah. over and out, River Vixens. The union of the snake.